inspiring stories of recovery, practical tips for wellness, developing a culture of care. Welcome to Blue and Beyond, your official Air Force Wounded Warrior Program podcast. Good morning, AFW2 Warriors. We're about to have another great episode of Blue and Beyond. Today, we're joined by Mr. Scott Wilson, the branch chief for our care management branch here at Air Force Wounded Warrior. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Walt. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. We're really, really excited to bring Care Management Branch back into focus this week during our podcast as we explore the roots of what we've done in the Air Force with respect to caring for our warriors who are wounded, ill, and injured. Well, I appreciate you all giving us an opportunity to talk about our side of the program this morning. Scott, many people may not be as familiar with the program as you and I, obviously. Help us understand the impetus of the care management branch of the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program and about caring for people through our Air Force. So I would tell you, Walt, that our primary mission as recovery care coordinators and non-medical care managers is we facilitate, monitor, and ensure access to care for wounded airmen and their families. We hope to allow a smooth transition of wounded warriors, whether they're transitioned back to their unit, which we're always hopeful for, or if they transition out of the Air Force. More than anything, we're wounded warrior advocates. Our folks take what's a complex program, they take the warriors, put them on their shoulder, and try to get them through whatever process that they're going through or whatever they're going through at that time. Clearly, Scott, not every situation warrants that somebody be afforded the opportunity to to participate in our program. And I think the most important thing, Walt, is that everyone knows that if they come across an airman, a wounded warrior that they believe could use our support, that they refer them into the program. And they can easily do that by going to our Air Force Wounded Warrior website. And they can put a referral. Anyone can put a referral in for any airman. Most of our referrals come out of the medical treatment facility. They come from the medical case managers. They come from some of our recovery care coordinators that are out in the field. But everyone should know that if I see an airman that's in distress, I can go out on our website and I can submit a referral. And I would say, well, it only takes about five minutes to fill the referral out. And then when we receive it, we'll go on ahead and we'll do all the checks and balances to see if an individual actually meets our criteria or not. That sounds really easy, Scott, and almost too good to be true. I'm really thankful that we've made the process so simple for an airman to be referred that anybody can do it. That's really remarkable for our program. I want to talk to you about what it feels like for the service member who's referred, though. So once somebody makes a referral and if somebody is indeed enrolled into the program, what does that look like for the service member that's enrolled? What does it mean to receive an RCC? First of all, a recovery care coordinator, which we commonly refer as to RCCs, they're what we call our boots on the ground, right? So they're the individual that's going to provide that one-on-one personalized service to the warrior and their family. They help facilitate, monitor, and ensure access to care. So they're coordinating medical care with the wounded warrior and their families, helping them with their recovery. They're the individuals, Walt, that are at the bedside of the member when they're first ill or injured. So I, I would say that one of the RCC's goal is to prevent unnecessary delays, reduce their anxiety, obtain accurate and responsive information and services, and refer those to our warriors. 
The recovery and rehabilitative process can be very complex. So the RCC's job is just to be there. And many times that's really all our warriors are asking is that somebody be there and making contact with them so they know that themselves or their family are not going through this alone. One of the things the recovery care coordinators do is they work extensively with the other base agencies. Most importantly, part of the care management team is the commander. The RCC will work and coordinate and collaborate with the commander, the airman, the family, and other helping agencies throughout the base to ensure that we're taking good care of that airman. One of the things I've learned, Scott, over the last 10 years working with wounded, ill, and injured folks is every injury illness is unique, every path to wellness is unique, every familial situation is unique. How do you train a recovery care coordinator to deal with all those uniquenesses and come out on the the positive side for the service member and the family going through the process? Gosh, Walt, that's a great question because you are so right. Not any one case is the same. While we have a very organized process in the way that we go about and assist our airmen and their families so that we're ensuring that we're able to hit all the big items and take care of our airmen, Every case is different. We give our recovery care coordinators and our non-medical care managers the ability, the freedom to be flexible enough to use their skills that they have brought to this job. Many of them, Walt, are former senior NCOs, former officers, those with social backgrounds, mental health backgrounds. Our recovery care coordinators are smart in what they do. But more importantly, they're engaged with the warriors, with the airmen. They have the empathy for what the situation is going on. And many times, it is just someone that the warrior can talk to. I really appreciate that in the recovery care coordination process. You know, we've got recovery care coordinators spread across the Air Force. And in some ways, they're kind of out there on their own. But I know they've got a reachback capability here to us at headquarters. Can you kind of describe the difference between the recovery care coordinator and the non-medical care manager, Scott? You bet. And Walt, there's 42 recovery care coordinators actually at 40 different locations across the Air Force. The non-medical care managers are located here at AFPC. They are considered the subject matter experts. So the great thing about being co-located here at AFPC in San Antonio is that on any of the personnel issues, our care managers that sit here at Randolph can just walk across the street and go, whether it's to a promotions office or assignments office. And when you walk in with that blue shirt, Walt, and you say, hey, I'm from the Air Force Wounded Warrior and I'm here advocating for Staff Sergeant Smith. It is amazing the responses that we get across AFPC because they're more than willing to assist. Knowing that the individual is sacrificed for our Air Force and our country, what our non-medical care managers can do is they cut through the red tape, right? The bureaucracy sometimes of the system and they can go on ahead and get quick answers and if an individual is a wounded warrior, we can help facilitate some personnel actions. One of the things that we do, and the recovery care coordinators do this as well, is we do comprehensive recovery planning. And what is that, Walt? That's really about sitting down with the member, assessing the member, and finding out what they need, and then going ahead and helping them establish goals so that they can seed with whether it's recovery whether it's rehabilitation efforts, whether it is pushing them and getting them to be involved with our adaptive sports, all the programs that you're all too familiar with, the resiliency programs, maybe it's in employment. 
Those non-medical care managers are the ones that are helping advocate and push the airmen so that they can succeed in their goals. Pay and personnel issues. When an individual is facing a situation that they never thought they would face, some of the most important things besides employment are pay issues. We're there to help smooth over those pay issues. Personalized transition services, I talked to you about that earlier. We're going to help connect the airmen and their family with outside resources. If they do transition and at some point become a civilian, we're the ones that are working with the VA. So we're going to make sure that their medical care is continued, that they receive their proper benefits and entitlements from the VA. We're going to do that warm handoff with the VA so that they don't have to go do that alone. If we have a veteran that needs help with housing, child and youth services, transportation needs, that's just a couple of the many things that they can help our warriors with. There's so many things that our recovery care coordinators and our non-medical care managers do, Walt, that I could not name them all. Super fantastic, Scott. You know, it almost seems as though during a period of extreme turbulence for the service member and the family going through this process, the reality is this. Nobody enters the Air Force with a goal of becoming part of the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program. That's just not a plan that people execute. They are tossed into this thing at a time of not their choosing and forced to go through all these different tumultuous processes that they may or may not have familiarity with. I'm excited and thrilled to be part of an organization that helps take some of the white caps off those waves for them and just calm things down, it sounds like. Take a look at the facts, see what the plan looks like for the service member and their family, and help them move through those goals and plans. No, you're exactly right, Walt. Colonel Flatten, as you know, who is the chief of our program, and the one thing that he always says, and I think that when we come to work every single day and our care managers come to work every day, warrior over institution, right? I love those words because if a warrior comes to us and asks us for assistance, we're not going to go look in the Air Force instructions and see whether it can be done or not. No, we're going to put the airmen in their needs first before everything else. We're not going to let a process get in our way. And that's what recovery care coordinators and non-medical care managers do on a daily basis. Again, cut through the red tape and make sure that they're taking care of that airman and family and not worrying necessarily about someone who says they can't do something. What we're really looking for is how we can get to yes with our warriors because we owe it to them all. Scott, for the nearly 5,000 people that are actively engaged with our program right now, command knowledge level, command interaction with our program, sometimes appears to be lacking. What would you encourage our Air Force leaders to do to better connect with what we do in AFW-2, and how can they better serve their airmen? We talked about empathy earlier, but when you're a leader of a unit, you've got to put yourself in their shoes. And if you are going through the same thing that they're going through, whatever that injury or illness is, how would you want to be treated, right? It goes back all the way to the golden rule. It's what our parents taught us is there's going to be individuals that need assistance. And who is the airman going to turn to? right? Thank God for our program, but there's going to be leaders within the squadron that need to take the effort and the time to stop what they're doing and ask the question, what can I do for you? I think that's why so many airmen love our program, because that's usually the first question our recovery care coordinators or non-medical care managers ask. The very first thing, without making judgment, right? We're not about judgment in this program. We're about helping. But the first question you ask is, what can I do for you? 
And when you ask that question, it's very, very powerful to the individual who may have been going through their suffering for many years and nobody really asked them. If I was talking to a senior leader, put all your judgment aside and ask that question to the airman and then see how you can help them. Scott, it's been an honor spending some time with you today. I'm hopeful that the people out there listening have learned a little bit something more than they knew coming in with respect to the care management branch. I'm really excited to work with your professionals on a daily basis here in San Antonio and look forward to continuing to serve our warrior population with you moving forward. It's been fun. Thanks, Walt. It was great talking to you this morning and great to talk to our airmen and our warriors out there. I would say that if anybody has any questions about this podcast or questions about the way that we provide care management to our population or questions about the program in general, to call me at 210-565-4967, and I'd be glad to answer any questions that are out there. This has been an episode of Blue and Beyond your official Air Force Wounded Warrior Program podcast. Connect with us on social media to keep up with all things AFW2 and be on the lookout for the next Blue and Beyond podcast.